0: you were going to save the world, how would you do it? Welcome to the Mixtape Theology Podcast. I'm Dr. Ashley, and I'm glad that you have joined us here at Mixtape Theology. Me and my co-host, Rachel Cash, love to talk about 90s CCM, dig into the theology of some of our favorite songs, think about the things that we were learning back in the day, See how we've maybe grown in our theology, as well as get nostalgic and um, and make fun of ourselves and reminisce and remember the ridiculous things we were doing and just have a good time. I want to say, if as you are listening to this podcast, hopefully, Merry Christmas. Um, even if you're listening to it after Christmas time, this is a Christmas podcast, so I hope you enjoy the message. As we're going to talk about a Christmas song. And as you heard my um, intro question, if you were going to save the world, how would you do it? I want to focus this podcast on the Christmas song from for him. Strange way to save the world. For Him's Christmas album in the mid-90s um, Is probably one of the more underrated Christmas albums A lot of times we think about all of Michael W. Smith's stuff And um, of course Amy Grant And there's some good ones out there But this was a great album I'm a huge For Him song, fan, as most of you all know And even as I listen listen to Andy Christman's podcast One Degree of Andy Which I highly recommend if you love 90CCM um I've heard him say more than once that um that may be one of their favorites thinks one of one of their most quality um records was their Christmas album and of course the big radio hit off that album that still gets played every year is strange way to save the world written by one of for hymns members Mark Harris and then Don Cook who co-wrote a lot of for him songs and wrote for Everybody, some of the biggest songs in contemporary Christian music, Don Cook was a part of writing them. So so this song, Strange Way to Save the World, uh, it, it really is thought-provoking as we hear that song every year. It causes me to ask myself the question, how would I save the world, and th- the reality is of that, or the answer to that question is I don't have any means or way of saving the world. Sure, it's strange because it's a God thing, it's beyond us, but we wouldn't have any means or method or possibility of saving the world. And so, you can maybe come up with some book of fiction or uh, you know, s- some story that maybe aliens came down and somehow saved mankind or maybe maybe you would base your salvation of the world on being a good person which is you know what really what most of the world religions are based upon like just be a good person let the good way outweigh the bad um, be good to people don't do anything real bad and you'll be saved you'll go to heaven when we look at what scripture teaches us god's word has all these prophecies that all came true in Jesus, everything about the Messiah, who he was, where he would be born, the way he died, um, all the different aspects of his death, tons and tons of prophecies. And it becomes very clear, as scripture tells us, that before the foundation of the earth, the sun existed, and the plan of God was to save humanity through the sun. Jesus, the God-man, Jesus, 100% God, 100% man, had always existed. And Adam messed up. Adam and Eve ate that fruit, and we all fell into sin in Genesis. Well, scripture tells us that jesus the last adam came as our representative he was also 100% human but yet he was also the big theological word that we um you know us seminarians use hypostatic union not only was he 100% human he was also 100% god so as the last adam representing man. He came fully human, but yet he didn't sin like the first Adam, and he lived the perfect life that we couldn't live. Now, we all deserve death. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. Because of the sin of Adam, we are all spiritually dead to God, but the last Adam, Jesus, came and lived the life that we couldn't live, that we were supposed to live, and that that everything told us that we were striving to do, the scriptures giving us this this plan and we got really religious and tried to be moral and then we'd mess it up and God had a sacrificial system so we could get forgiveness when we did mess up. But then Jesus came, the last Adam, to stop all of that, to be the final sacrifice, to die the death that we deserved, to be our representatives as the first Adam plunged us all into death. The last Adam, Jesus, brings us eternal life the sacrifices pointed to him the prophecies pointed to him jesus is the way the truth and the life which i'm going to talk about here in just a moment and then of course he overcame the grave and he's alive and now he wants to give us eternal life and come and live in us and us be with him forever when i was in college i took a class on comparative world religions and this wasn't a Christian college it wasn't Bible college, it was just a class that I took through the School of Literature my liberal arts degree, but I thought it'd be really interesting. And I went in as a, in, as a Christian thinking, well, I'm going to prove all the other religions wrong. And I remember my professor, Dr. Randall, telling us the first day of class, if you were a Christian and you have come in here to debate and to point out why all the other religions are not the true religions, then you just need to either keep your mouth shut or go ahead and drop the class right now. So I kept my mouth shut. I was still really interested in being part of the class. But here's what I saw as I took that that class for a semester, and we looked at all the big ones, and we looked at Judaism, and we looked at um, Hinduism, and uh, Muslim, and we went through all the major religions of the world. And as I prayed through it in my own personal life, it became very clear to me that every religion of the world was set up in a system of trying to work their way to god something that they would do through good works through being a good person through you know you think about hinduism through a through the caste system trying to get in the next life and be better through reincarnation. You know, you see some of the same kind of stuff in Buddhism. Um, And even Judaism, which Christianity came from, it was based off of law and what I would do. Of course, we know the Pharisees took that to a whole different direction. But but it's obvious that people are trying to work their way up to God. And then Jesus came. And the message of Christianity is not what you can do, but what has been done for you. It's not that we got to God. It's that God came down to us. That's the difference. And of course, I've said this many times as I, again, those that listen to this podcast, many of you know I'm also a pastor. I've said many times from the pulpit, if there was any other way for us to get to heaven other than Jesus dying on the cross, then why did Jesus die on the cross? He wouldn't have had to if we could be good enough to get to heaven. But we can't. So by faith, we trust in the life and death and resurrection of Jesus. So let's get back to the song, Strange Way to Save the World. The The lyrics of this song, the verses, it's from the the perspective of David. I'm sorry, of Joseph, all right? We can either edit that or we can just leave it in there and y'all can laugh at me. Um, of Joseph, Jesus' earthly father, and how... He is surprised where this road has taken him. Why? He never dreamed he would be, you know, staring at the Savior in Bethlehem in a, you know, in a manger, this message of angels coming and bringing to him, Joseph, and now he is seeing it right before his eyes. So he's asking these huge questions. Why me? I'm just, I'm just a regular dude why here in this simple way why mary she's just an ordinary girl of course the hook to the song i'm not one to second guess what angels have to say but this is such a strange way to save the world it's amazing And, and i love the humanity like the perspective of the songwriting i would believe that we would all be asking that same question this is crazy i'm normal i'm regular look at mary she's just an ordinary girl here we are this is not the way i expected it but in god's perfect plan in god's perfect timing god shows up and does only what god can do his ways are higher than our ways his plans come about the way that he wants them to come about and so here is joseph just like we are in our own salvation like why me why this way and then God shows up and blows our minds with his grace. Um, you know, there's a line in the song thinking about how it could have been. Well, I think that people thought the Messiah would have come and he was going to be this political ruler and save God's people through through um, the means of um, being a, a king that everyone would bow down to and the political ruler that Israel and and that that the Jews wanted this is not what people expected but a lot of times that's the way that God works and it was God's plan and it was in a way that only God could come up with and that's what makes it so amazing and real and true and mind-blowing so again why why Joseph why Mary why in this stable why why all of this to me one of the most meaningful lyrics of the song is as Joseph held the savior in his arms you know i can't i can't really wrap my mind around what that must have felt like and as his emotion stirred and as his mind asked the big questions still looking at this newborn baby whom he knew was born from his Betrothed, Mary, born of a virgin, that angels had talked about it, that all these shepherds are showing up out of nowhere, coming in and like coming to be there when he's born. Like he is questioning the way, but realizing this is the way. God's going to save the world through this child in my. Arms, So he is marveling at the plan of God that was coming to pass right before his eyes. Man, what a blessing to remember that Jesus is born, that Joseph had hope in Jesus, that Mary had hope in Jesus, that you and I. Our only hope is in Jesus. Imagine the plan of God that's even beyond what we can understand is to save us by him being born in the form of a man to live the life we couldn't live and die the death that we deserved, satisfying the wrath of God and then rising again. This is the plan of God. Have you ever thought about how many songs about the birth of Christ exist? I mean, this is mixtape theology. We like to talk about music. We are in the season of all the Christmas songs right now. The impact of a savior born has flooded the minds of countless, countless songwriters and theologians has, has moved them to change their lives to trust in God so that they could write. Oh, come, O oh come Emmanuel. What child is this? Or even joy to the world. What are they really singing or celebrating? Well, they are celebrating the fact that the way, the truth, and the life appeared to us, showed us grace, laid his life down, and we celebrate him. So the, the key verse, if you're listening to this podcast, go grab your Bible. Open up to John chapter 14, verse 6. Just You can press pause and come back to this. But it's a scripture that you know. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So many things that we can talk about, so many sermons to be preached and truths to reflect on. But here, here's what I want you to think about as we reflect on John 14:6. Jesus is the way. You know, the, the lyrics of the song, such a strange way to save the world. He is the way. What did Jesus mean when he said that? He is the way, the only means of forgiveness and going to heaven and peace and forgiveness and everything that we need. The only way is through a relationship with Jesus. So when you think way, I want you to think relationship with Jesus. Um, sometimes that... Mixtape Theology, we've done some things in the past about misunderstood lyrics. We did that on our social media. I don't know if we did a podcast about it. Um, but we talk about how we misunderstand hymns and songs we've heard. You know, I used to hear when I've heard Noël as a kid. I thought they were saying No hell, no hell, which kind of makes sense, you know, because if you trust in Jesus, then you don't go to hell. Or I used to think when uh, when I would hear Count Your Many Blessings when they say When upon life's billows we are tempest tossed, I thought they were saying When upon life's pillows. You're tossed on the pillows, right? Big, fluffy, white pillows. Or when I would hear bringing in the sheaves, if any of y'all know that old hymn, if you ever watched the um, Little House on the Prairie, nine times out of 10, when they're in church in there with Reverend Olson in uh, Little House on the Prairie, they're singing bringing in the sheaves. And I always thought they were singing bringing in the Sheep."s That's what me and my sister thought, which kind of made sense because, you know, we're the sheep and Jesus is the shepherd. And so, but I digress. Think about this. One time a kid was singing away in the manger and he sang this, the way in the manger. Now, how cool is that? Even though those are misunderstood lyrics, that kid was singing the truth of the gospel. The way was in the manger. He is the way, but he's also the truth our world is losing truth. Truth is being watered down and, in many cases, forgotten. Jesus is the embodiment of truth. If we think of the way being relationship, I want you to think of truth being revelation. Jesus is the revelation of all that is true. Keep your eyes fixed on him, for he is the truth. He will not lead you astray. And then he's the way, the truth, the life. He is the life. Sometimes people might tell you, get a life. The only life that matters is the life of Christ in us. Jesus becomes our life according to Galatians 2.20. Jesus gives us his eternal life. In John 3, 16, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that whosoever should believe in him would have eternal life. This isn't just eternal life in heaven. The eternal life of Christ comes to live in us right now. So if the way is about relationship and the truth is about revelation, I propose that life is about regeneration, where God gives us new born-again hearts through his spirit and through the blood of Jesus to quote a great hymn by the Gettys and a great CCM song in Christ alone. He is the way, the truth, and the life. I hope you know him today. You know, speaking of Christmas songs, did you know that joy to the world is actually about his second coming? Think about it. Joy to the world the Lord has come. Let earth receive her King. The King is going to return. Jesus is coming back. Don't miss it. If you're a Christian, be encouraged, worship, meditate, be thankful this Christmas season that you know the way, the truth, and the life. And if you don't know Jesus, trust in him today. Admit that you're a sinner. Believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins and that he rose again and ask him to come into your life and be your life and enter into a relationship with him. Romans chapter 10 says, if we confess with our mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in our hearts that that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. I pray you have trusted your life into the hands of the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus Christ, It is through him that God saves the world. Even if it seems strange to us, well, of course, it's God. We're not God. It's his plan. And it blows our minds when we see how God does it in a way that only God can do it. And it is a perfect way. It's the only way. Jesus is the way. Thanks for being here today for this Mixtape Theology podcast And uh, we're always happy when you come and join us. Hope to see you again at another Mixtape Theology podcast or on social media. Or maybe you are reading our Mixtape Theology devotions and getting it as a Christmas present. Hope that you're growing in the Lord, digging into His Word. We really appreciate you guys. Be blessed. Merry Christmas. The Mixtape Theology Podcast is part of the NRT Podcast Network. Find more Christian music-related podcasts at newreleasetoday.com.